0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and
1: Wrestling Podcast.
0: And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else.
1: Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, unfortunately, I've got some bad news we've got to let you go. We've got to make some budget cuts, but I just signed
0: my contract last week.
1: Right. I, this was unplanned and Cre- we're, we're sorry. Has plans for me. <laughs> <sighs> uh, um, black yeah. Friday in November now has a new meaning Ugh. and it is not shopping. Um,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, a little bit further. Um, How you doing, Michael?
1: I'm doing all right.
0: Still employed. I'm still employed for
1: now. I have not been future endeavored, uh, although I'm sure WWE would like to future endeavor me. Yeah. Uh, Luckily for me, I don't work for him. I don't work for him. (laughs) Do you have a good week?
0: I did. I was on vacation this week, so no work. Just you know, chill at the house, watch some TV, paint uh, some miniatures, paint some miniatures, uh, play some Lost Ark, new game that's uh, in beta right now, coming out next year. Uh, a lot yeah. of fun. Enjoying it? Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Okay. It's, Diablo, it's Diablo with more steps. So, hey, that's awesome. There you go. Um, well, yeah.
1: let's, uh, well, let's uh, dive into what we're drinking. And uh, we are drinking another uh, one of those samplers that we drank. We drank the banana a few weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, you've got the bottle in your hand. So, if you would, who, sure. who's the?
0: It is Dumpling Creek Moonshine, and it is Bonfire Cinnamon. Um, when I opened this, for all of those people out there that are roughly my age, which is old at this point, you may remember a drink that we had back in the day called aftershock. Aftershock was act the mouthwash with alcohol." a lot of it in it. It came in this little frosted bottle. It had sugar crystals in the bottom of it. Um, most people put it in the freezer, at least we always did get it super cold to drink. Um, then once you drank it, you were supposed to break the bottle open and eat the sugar crystals. The problem there is, like I said, the bottle, remember, is a frosted glass bottle, which kind of looks like sugar crystals once it shattered open. So you got to play the fun game of, is this glass or is it sugar? Of course, by that point, you had drank the bottle of Aftershock, so you didn't really care. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of, the color, the smell, like that immediately put me back 20 plus years so, to that time period.
1: I'm I'm not familiar with Aftershock. You're you're a few years older than I am. What it the smell of it reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Big Red.
0: Yeah, same kind of idea. Big Red. It
1: smells like Big Red gum.
0: So. so anyway. Anyways. Uh cheers. Cheers. Huh? Yep, that's Aftershock. Just not quite as thick. You know, and it... it, Aftershock had a very... uh, syrupy texture.
1: I'm impressed at how smooth this moonshine is. Yeah. There's no... Hardly any burn like you would expect from a moonshine.
0: It doesn't feel like moonshine burn, it feels more like cinnamon burn. Yeah. So, I'm trying yeah.
1: To, trying to look on here to see how much...
0: If I had to guess, it's probably around 80 proof.
1: It's 90 proof.
0: 90
1: proof. 45% alcohol by volume.
0: I know most of the flavored moonshines fall somewhere between 80 and 90. So...
1: Yeah. But, yeah, it's not bad. Um, Pretty good stuff. Could definitely see drinking some more of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. So, how about we roll into the week of wrestling that wasn't?
1: <sighs> All right. So, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for a uh, Raw Women's Championship match. Where Becky Lynch uh, gets the win. We then have Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Where Austin, let's see. Theory hit Dom with the drop kick. Yeah. Theory walker sure gets some due win here. To,
0: uh, disqualification I yeah.
1: think. We have Nikki ASH, we haven't seen her for a little while. Mm-hmm. And Rhea Ripley, haven't seen her for a little while. Versus Carmella and Queen Zelina. Uh where Zelina gets the pin for the win.
0: Yeah, so Two random singles competitors that were thrown together that became the tag team champions were just beaten by two random singles competitors that were thrown together. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, to be fair, Carmella and Zelina do have a little bit of history. Fair enough. They still been, were thrown together back on SmackDown, but there is a little bit fair of history enough, fair there. Enough. Uh, we have Finn Balor versus Chad Gable, uh, where Balor gets the win. We have the Street Profits versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, where... Um, Ziggler gets the win there. We have Damian Priest versus uh, T-Bar in a no-disqualification match where uh, I think Priest gets the win there. Mm -hmm. And Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz uh, come out looking for a title opportunity. Yay. Right. (laughs) We have Big E versus Kevin Owens where... uh, I think we get Biggie uh Biggie gets the win but there's interference from Rollins throughout the match. Yeah. So. And that was Monday Night Raw and you can tell I was super impressed and
0: oh yeah caught absolutely. up in Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. Um of course we don't do NXT anymore because it's garbage. Uh so Wednesday Night Dynamite we had we kicked off the show with Allen Angels versus Kenny Omega where of course Kenny won. But Alan Angels got in a lot of offense. We then had CM Punk uh, cut a promo where he talked about John Moxley a little bit, which we're going to get more into that in the in the detail section. Um, he also annou- he also uh, called out Eddie Kingston uh, due to uh, him interrupting his promo interview last week. Uh, it was a really good promo. We then had a, uh, let's see, we had Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage. It was a brawl backstage, I think. Yeah, that was a big brawl thing that happened backstage, which was really good, honestly. Um, we came back with uh, Samurai Del Sol and Aerostar, so Samurai Del Sol being Callisto and Aerostar was a AAA guy versus FTR for the AAA Tag Championships. Um, FTR won. They cheated, of course. They're heels. They have to. Kind of a throwaway match, honestly. We then had Inner Circle do a promo where they called out who they're going to fight on the, the Minneapolis street fight at Full Gear, part of the America's Top Team thing. Um, it was, me, it it just wasn't good. There was, there was an old school Jericho line in there and then it was, the rest of it was kind of trash. We had an versus Jamie Hader in the first round of the TBS title tournament where Jamie Hader won. Uh, MJF cut a promo on Darby Allen. Darby then shows up, kind of beat him up a little bit. We, we, uh, main event was Cody versus Andrade El Idolo, where Andrade wins and pins Cody. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't the main event. My bad. That was before the main event. It had Cody in it. So you can, you can see my, my, uh, mistake here. Yeah.
1: I mean, Cody thinks he is the main event. Uh, 1A and 1B.
0: Right. We had, uh, actually what we had for our main event was Orange Cassidy versus Miro. John Moxley was not on this show which we'll talk about why in a moment or two. So he was replaced by Miro in the tag team eliminator tournament and Miro beat orange Cassidy. And that was the main event.
1: All right. So Friday night Smackdown starts off with Roman Reigns in the ring where he tells you, the Usos they have to fix their loss to, uh, to Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, uh, So we set that up for later in the evening. We see Naomi versus Shayna Baszler, where Naomi gets the win, except no, she didn't, because they're still doing this feud with Sonya Deville and Naomi, where Sonya is apparently never going to ever be in a ring again. Uh, Deville comes out, restarts the match, and Baszler grabs the clutch. It was
0: the absolute dumbest reason to restart the match,
1: too. Yeah. Yeah. She grabbed the rope, so it should have constituted a break.
0: Yeah, um, real, just real quick, because we're really not going to talk about SmackDown too much, or Raw for that yeah. matter. Uh, Shayna had Naomi in the Kirifuda Clutch. Naomi touched the rope, but it didn't break. So then she gets out of it and rolled up. Shayna got the pin, and then Sonya comes down and goes, no, 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 when Naomi touched the rope, that should have been a rope break. And because it wasn't, the pin wasn't legal, therefore I'm restarting the match. And when she restarted the match, Shayna put her in the cure food and and tatted her out. It was the dumbest thing ever.
1: It is dumb. It is time for this story to end with Naomi beating the crap out of Sonya in a match.
0: Which isn't going to happen, but let's move on.
1: So uh, Shotzi cuts a promo in the back and we get the team of Cesaro and Mansoor because, you know, continuing WWE's tradition of throwing random tag teams together. Right. Versus, and I'm not even going to try to attempt to pronounce this, but it's Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. Yeah, Los, Los Hermanos. Is it, it's, it's Loth, yeah, it's not, I don't the know. Lotharios. Lotharios, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, the actual tag team gets the win here. Cesaro and Mansoor are defeated. We have Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet, and Ricochet pinned McIntyre. No, no. McIntyre <laughs> beat Ricochet. Uh Sorry, I couldn't even <laughs> didn't get through it. Uh, we have Happy Talk, which descends into a tag team battle uh, against Happy and Madcap Moss versus the Viking Raiders, where the Viking Raiders get a win. Yay. Like, that is an actual excited yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have Xavier Woods versus Jimmy Uso, where Woods defeated Uso, uh, but after the match, the Usos and Reigns... Layout woods, yeah. So.
0: Um, of course, then so we jumped right over to Rampage. We kicked off with Brian Danielson versus Anthony Bowens, where, of course, Daniel Bryan won. Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. Um, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston had a thing in the ring, like a promo off, and this may have been the best moment of wrestling of the week, I think. And it sets up a match for full gear. We then had the bunny versus Red Velvet in a, another round one match of the TBS title tournament. Red Velvet wins, which means that she's gonna face Jade Cargill next. Isn't that something you want to see? Yay. Uh and then our our main event was John Silver versus Budge, Adam Cole. Cole wins. Uh, of course, we knew he would, but the match was really, really good. Uh, and that was the week of wrestling.
1: Okay. What do you want to dive into first? Because as, as we mentioned at the very beginning of the show, there are some releases. Do you want to wait on that and you want to talk about some what? of the other things you first?
0: Let's, uh, let's hit the releases first. Then we can talk a little bit about Moxley. Uh, Moxley. Then we can go into kind of a little bit of a talk about some wrestling. Uh, the first thing to announce is ROH released everybody. Yes, I don't think we. I think that happened right after we uh, recorded, or right before we just right didn't know. We just didn't know. Uh, ROH has ceased operations for now, uh, so they released all of their talent.
1: And uh, they're not as of now. They're not shutting down, according no. to what they're doing. They're going to said re-
0: they're going to restructure. Gonna and restructure,
1: come back March, or, March April. or April, something like that. They uh, and when they come back, they're just going to be hiring the top indie talents to come in for a show or two.
0: Yeah. They're they're so. not gonna have contract they're basically not gonna have contracted uh wrestlers is what they were saying. Yeah. Uh, which kinda cool I guess. Um well, we'll
1: see what happens. I think that it's probably just the first step in the death of ROH.
0: Yeah. Um I could see I could easily see WWE buying ROH's tape library and adding it to Peacock.
1: I actually just see just
0: because a lot of WWE's heavy, hard, top-line talent.
1: Uh, WWE, I think, definitely makes a play. Mm-hmm. I think Tony Khan makes a play as well.
0: I would say Tony makes a play with one exception.
1: They don't have a streaming service. But Tony's been talking about one.
0: If AEW, if AEW had a streaming service, I would say 100% Tony Khan would put out money for ROH's tape life. And, I, they, and they would relish the fact that you got to see Seth Rollins, Tyler Black versus you know these different people with him and Samoa Joe and all of them that were in and that were in ROH, right? Yeah, they would relish that fact. They would they, that would be main event stuff that they would put on TV uh, just to rub it in. So,
1: well, and and I, I think that you you say that you're waiting for Tony because they don't have a streaming deal. I think this is the kind of thing that Tony could position to buy himself to set up a streaming service. It could because be. Because they really don't have, AEW doesn't have, at this point. They don't have enough They don't have stuff. enough for a true streaming service because, well, you know, okay, so if we start streaming service, do we pull Dark and Evolution off of YouTube Yeah. and put it on the streaming service? Well, what's the point in doing that? we don't i don't think they have a whole lot of people watching dark and elevation to begin with but you buy an ROH tape library you then come in with your library that you're building mm-hmm. with dynamite rampage and dark and evolution you create a couple of sit down interview shows
0: i think what they could do well That WWE would never do, and this is a way that that Tony could really make this work. You create that streaming platform, right? Mm -hmm. You have AEW stuff, buy ROH, put it put its stuff up there. And then you offer space on that network to GCW, to Evolve, well, not evolve because it's gone. But, well, and it was uh, WWE. Yeah, it, it was P-W- WWE yeah. without being WWE. Uh, PWG, you know, New Japan, New Japan. Even well, though New I know Japan, Japan has, has streaming their streaming service, service, but it's and you can get it here, but it's all in Japanese. Yeah. Um, you offer those spots to the the top end independent promotions that are around America right now.
1: Diamond Championship Wrestling.
0: Uh, I said top end. <laughs> um. But you give them the opportunity. You know, GCW has some really good stuff going on right now, but you kind of can't watch it unless you're there. Yeah. So it could be something that would be kind of cool.
1: And I think that that's why they haven't released the streaming service yet is where do you, what do they fill it with? So I think that that's what he's working on because I think if we just sit here and say, oh, Tony Khan's not looking at streaming, I think we're doing Tony a disservice and we're doing ourselves a disservice. Uh, I think he's looking at streaming. I don't think that, they, they,
0: but they don't have anything yet. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing.
1: I'd honestly like to see him work out a deal with uh, HBO, AT&T, HBO. And, That'd be and cool. And put, put it on HBO Max. That would be very cool. Because you treat it just like WWE's treated Peacock. Yep, and there you go. You, you're you're on how many ever millions of subscribers that HBO Max has, mm-hmm. and you can go in there. And I'm not saying he Tony does not want to put his pay per views on streaming for nine ninety nine a month. Nah, that's not his business model, and it, I don't think it'll ever be his business model.
0: Well, you know we've we've actually talked about this before as well that they only do like four pay per views a year. Yeah, so even at fifty bucks. That's not bad.
1: No, no, it's not awful at all. I'm not always going to buy one. He has to sell me if I'm right. going to drop fifty dollars on it. Exactly, he has to sell me on it.
0: Um, now we've gotten completely away from talking from the releases, releases,
1: but we digress. What yeah. you know, what it we is do? what we do. So getting back, we had ROH who released everybody. But they're paying everybody through the end of the year. Yep. Then their releases take place. They've got a few people that they're holding on until March for some reason. And I don't, it's nothing it's contractual reasons. Probably. Uh, but they're going to pay everybody through the end. They're not just, okay, you're done. They have immediately released everybody to my understanding to go perform elsewhere.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: They're still getting their pay. They're still getting everything from ROH, but they can show up elsewhere. They can show up elsewhere, take other bookings. WWE on Friday mm-hmm. had a list of some massive, yeah. Releases.
0: So I got the list pulled up here. I'm gonna read through it real quick. Okay. I've uh, got it pulled up too, so gotcha. We had B Fab, Ember Moon, Eva Marie, Frankie Monet, Grand Metallique, uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, Jeet Rama, Jesse Kamea, Carrion Cross, uh, Katrina Cortez, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, Oni Lorkin, Scarlett Bordeaux, Trey Baxter, and Zeta Ramier. You miss Lindsay Dorado and Lindsay Dorado. Yeah, I forgot him.
1: Yeah. So obviously, let's let's start with the big names there. Keith Lee, mm-hmm. Karrion Cross. So
0: two people that were over beyond any com- any any doubt in NXT. Karrion Cross was the champion. He was a dominant heel monster. He had a cool entrance. He had Scarlet with him. All of this kind of cool stuff. He comes up to Raw as as Karr- his original Karrion Cross look uh, and immediately loses to Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Then they repackage him as uh, Gimp Gladiator Karrion Cross, and he gets a couple of wins, gets a couple of losses. Um Apparently Creative had some ideas of repackaging him again.
1: Well, let's face it. Because what this they packaged did him, not work. It didn't work with the way they repackaged him. Because they got rid of everything about Karrion Cross when they brought him up yeah. to the main roster to begin with. Mm-hmm. His original stuff wasn't working because they got rid of Scarlet, they got rid of the smoke, the dark yeah. you know so it didn't work. He's not an imposing figure walking down to the ring. Without the smoke and stuff like yeah, that's isn't. what made Cross.
0: Um, So strike one or strike a thousand really at this point. Then we got Keith Lee, super dominant baby face on NXT. They bring him up. He did good stuff. Dude got the rub from Brock Lesnar in mm-hmm. the rumble. He's beaten several named people.
1: Yeah.
0: Then he goes off TV with rumors of his health that he was he was too fat, you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, and he's, even, he's had, even said that
1: he got sick and he was he, dealing, got really he was sick. dealing with a heart issue and yep. Which you know,
0: that's fine. Um he comes back, they branded him as Bear, Keith Bearcat Lee, which is a mouthful to say. Um and he was going to turn heel. He gets a couple of, of wins uh on Raw.
1: But he was, he was only
0: at Bearcat for, like, two weeks on main yeah, TV. a couple of weeks. He gets a couple of good wins, and then he gets released.
1: Yeah. Mia Yim, we haven't seen since they broke up the... Uh, uh, yeah, Retribution. Retribution. I had Reckoning, and I was like, no, that's her That was her print. name. It was her Reckoning. name. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, we haven't seen her. I'm not surprised at her release. I'm not either, really. I, I, she's good in the ring. I don't know what WWE's problem was with her. Yep. But uh, they... They let... Let her go, uh, even Marie. They brought that experiment didn't work.
0: Failed experiment from the beginning. Yeah. Good riddance. I hope I never see her on TV again.
1: Harry Smith.
0: Yeah, that's that's I said Davy Boy. Yeah, Smith it's, it's Davy Boy Smith yeah. Jr.,
1: But Harry Smith, oh, he's apparently been doing a lot of really good work on the Independence lately. Yep. Fix some attitude issues that he may have had. Yeah, because he was
0: in uh, WWE for a while and
1: they cut him. Yeah, and they brought him back, but he never made TV. Yeah, he did one
0: backstage promo,
1: and. From what I remember reading, everybody was super happy with what he was doing, yeah. but he just never made it to t v so i am not surprised that they cut him yeah. uh Graham medalique and Lindsay Dorado they were still they, both, they were they still both employed asked
0: for their releases as
1: I, well. I yeah but I didn't like yeah. they, they were still employed um Frankie Monet. that one kind of Taya valkyrie
0: Taya valkyrie she came in what was it end of last year early this year yeah um had a little bit of a run there on nXt so they're releasing her. I could see her going back to TNA almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, same with Scarlet. Scarlet, which uh, we never saw Scarlet
1: see, in a match. Nope.
0: I could also see Carrying Cross landing in TNA pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. Once oh, that, Karrion, once that ninety days is over, Carrying
1: Cross was going back to TNA. Uh, I, B, BFAB Fab is one that
0: I don't get. They just brought uh, Hit Row up. She just signed her contract last week mm-hmm. uh, for our main roster, which her 30 days to a 90 days. And now they've released her. Um, she's also the one that sings the hook for the hit row song, uh, which on SmackDown, that was taken out. So now their music is generic as all hell. Uh, and the worst part of it was after the, they had a little bit of a thing afterwards. I think it was Corey. Uh, no, it was a uh, McAfee rather. Cause it's SmackDown uh, did the hit row thing that's her with the music that is her line that isn't in the song anymore and she's gone yeah so
1: what the hell like okay she's gone she had two matches i think on nxt yeah and i don't remember them at all exactly
0: i'm not saying that she's a great wrestler or anything like that or that it's a it's a horrible disservice that she's gone what I'm saying is they just brought this group, this foursome group up that was actually kind of compelling. Yeah. They bring them up, what, about a month ago? Because they came up right yeah. after, Oh no, October 22nd. It was the draft. It was the draft.
1: Um, they, I think they've been on TV two weeks. Yeah.
0: So they bring them up. They go to SmackDown. Last week or week before last was their big debut. Where they all come out, she has a main part of that promo, mm-hmm. and now they're gone.
1: Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I I hope for her sake that WWE is like you know we're gonna avoid the main roster contract. Yeah. And we're gonna keep you unless she wants the money. Like the, I, I hope that they offered it to her. Okay, yeah. make the choice. You can stay on your main roster contract. Get your ninety days. And of, of the higher pay that you'll get for being main roster, or we can revert you back to your NXT contract contract and you'll be gone in 30. I, I hope that they gave her a choice or something because that is ridiculous that she, uh, you know, exactly. But, um, Ember Moon.
0: Yeah. That one floors me.
1: Well, I think it's just because they could never they figure could never. out what to do with Ember. Her
0: and Shotzi were awesome. Yeah. And then they split them up because they split up every women's tag team. Um, Now Shotzi's going to become a heel, and they just got rid of Ember. Um, well, I
1: think I think with Ember, and, and I could be completely off base here, Ember was up on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Didn't go anywhere. When she came back, she came back at NXT. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if the main roster is like, oh, we're never going to use her. And so we're just going to let her go.
0: Yeah, we're never going to use her. You know, why would why would we use one of the best women's talents that we have when we could have Eva Marie come out for, yeah. for matches? Or we could have Carmella come out. Or, you know, any of that garbage.
1: I think that's most. Uh, Nia Jax.
0: Nia Jax. Uh, so there's a rumor... There is a little bit of a rumor to some of these releases. Um,
1: There's a couple different rumors for some of them. but
0: Five of them were released, at least as far as the rumor is concerned. Five of them were released because they refused to get vaccinated. They didn't name anybody but Naya in that. Um, Naya has released a statement saying that, you know, no, that, had, that never came up at all in our discussions on my release or any of that kind of stuff.
1: Well, apparently there were no discussions around um, her release. It just kind of happened.
0: Now, I I will say this. Anybody losing their job sucks. Mm. However, if any of these people lost their jobs because they refused to get vaccinated, you know, uh, good riddance to them. I don't yeah. care who they are. Um, you know, a couple people on the internet have brought up Sasha Banks. Well, you know, if, uh, if they're releasing people for vaccinations, then, uh, you know, what about Sasha? Why is she still here? Sasha's been vaccinated. Sasha was part of the European tour. Uh, that was done a couple of weeks ago. And over there, you are required to be vaccinated, period. And,
1: and there can be, so, regardless of what we think of it or what other pe- people think of it, there can be people that are say, hey, I'm against mandatory vaccinations, but for my job, I'm going to go ahead and get vaccinated. You get to make your choice. You can have a moral opposition to being forced to do it and still do it. Not, I don't want to dive into the politics of it, but that being said, you also got Frankie Monet, Mm -hmm. also known as Taya Valkyrie, what she's going to be known as going forward. And she's 38. Yeah. And so there's the rumor out there, whether or not that this is true or false or whatever the rumor is, is that she was let go because of her age. Yep. John Laurinaitis is apparently a big fan of hiring younger women to attract a younger male 25, audience.
0: 25 or younger was what the, the apparent released leak, whatever it was that if it's a female wrestler over the age of 25, they will not be hired because they're not quote unquote hot.
1: Get your sound bites ready because 25 year olds and older are ugly. They're not sexy anymore. Um, yeah. Of course, all of that is a lie Mm-hmm. Um, Marissa Tomei is in her fifties and Helen Mirren is damn. in her seventies. And <laughs> so, I mean, damn,
0: you know, uh. there are, the thing is like WWE is trying to get this younger audience. They are trying their best to claw back into that 18 to 45 year old bracket And oh my god, you know, they got to be the young, the young, perky breasted hot girls. That's what everybody wants
1: to see. As a current member of the 18 to 45 year old bracket, well, I'm in that
0: bracket too. uh, I I don't
1: care how old, as long as they are of legal age and they are good at their job, I don't care how old they are. But it just shows,
0: this just shows how out of touch Vince is. The 18 to 45 year old bracket. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. You know, I'm a red-blooded American male. Yeah. Uh, I like seeing hot women. Sue me, right? Yeah. That's However, I don't watch wrestling for that. No, oh. I watch wrestling to see wrestling. I know that's a controversial opinion.
1: Well, remember, uh, WWE is not wrestling. Yeah, it's sports, sports entertainment.
0: entertainment. So, you know, we were going to have Brady here. Uh, with us, but he couldn't make it. But he, 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 uh, wrote down a little list of, of things that have comments and thoughts about the, uh, the releases. Unfortunately, can't read it on air because it is nothing but expletives. Yes. Um,
1: sorry, I mean, Brady. It, it would be, it would just be one long, yeah. Beep. That,
0: that's all it would be. So we can't do that. Um, but, yeah, so that's our releases. It's also part of why Michael's comment about, you know, you can see how engaged I was with Raw. I, you know, it just, why, why should I watch NXT and get engaged with characters on NXT that when they come up to the main roster are going to be completely changed mm-hmm. or are going to be gone within just a few months? Why should I engage with your storylines on Raw or SmackDown? When at any point somebody in the business side didn't bother to call the people in the creative side and says, ah, we need to get rid of that person.
1: It really looks like the business side is treating these as line items.
0: Yeah, it really does. But like, then
1: you hear about things like Bray Wyatt, who's making money hand over fist for WWE. And yeah, he hadn't been on TV for a while and I don't know the whole story behind all of that, but he's, a merch seller, like yeah. his stuff sold mm-hmm. and they cut him.
0: Yeah. Same with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's merch didn't necessarily sell, but when I thought of WWE, Braun Strowman was one of the names that I thought of yeah. in that bucket. Right. Well, you know, and, and
1: Braun is one face of those
0: of WWE.
1: Braun is one of those guys who perfectly fits WWE's mold. Yep. And you can watch Braun's career. Ron came up and he was awful, mm-hmm. but he put in the work and I'm not going to say that he's great. He's certainly there, not amazing. I mean, there was a lot but of he put stuff. in the work and he was decent in the ring. He was believable in the ring. And then they saddled him because he ran around the ring one time and then they saddled him with that stupid yep, train, the train stuff.
0: gimmick. There was also yeah. a lot of stuff about him. Apparently that was, uh, you know, like he had uh, a lot of heat backstage. He was very, uh, he didn't want to listen to people. He didn't respect the elders, you know, that kind of stuff, too. So, I don't know. He was also late to tapings and and things of that nature, which that was back in his early part of his career. Didn't hear any of that once it was later. Yeah. But either way, um so that's like pretty much it with the releases. Uh I'd like to see I'd like to see Keith Lee and Ember Moon show up in AEW possibly. Yeah. Um the problem getting now is where do you put Keith Lee? And I I don't think you I don't think there's a good place for him. Ember, Ember could be slotted in immediately. The women's division in AEW is anemic at best. Yeah. It definitely
1: needs help. A a strong Ember would be a uh, a godsend to so, AEW. Uh let's talk about Katrina Cortez for a second. Okay. She is like 20. Yeah. She is from Chile. She's a Chilean. Uh,
0: yeah, she she was,
1: moved here Yep. without speaking English mm-hmm. to work for WWE. They've released her, and she's been notified. She re- released in a tweet. She's been notified that she has 30 days before her visa expires. Yep. So uh, she's basically going to have to just get rid of everything she owns. And return to her home country because WWE's is like, yeah, hey, we don't want you anymore. Exactly. WWE, you need to do better with your foreign talent. And supposedly this, this leads me into another thing. Apparently now WWE is going to be reevaluating all of their NXT or, or developmental talent mm-hmm. every six months. Right. And those who are not, progressing are going to be released. So you're going to put all of this money and expense into this foreign town because you really, they want to have the Saudi Arabians like they, they do with Mansour. They right. want to have guys from India. They want to have guys. I'm sure they want to have guys from Russia, from, uh, you know, China. You're going to put all of these guys, put all the work and expense to get a visa for them, bring them over And if they're not progressing in six months, you're going to let them go, and then they're only going to have 30 days
0: to get back. I think this falls into what Mick Foley was talking about here back with the the previous round of releases. WWE is no longer the place to go as an up-and-coming independent wrestler. AEW is. TNA is. New Japan is. WWE has changed their strategy you know, they're like you said, you know, I said something about wrestling, and you said, uh uh-uh, uh, they're a sports entertainment company. WWE has made it clear that they don't want to hire independent wrestlers, the quote unquote vanilla midgets, right? They don't want them. They want the, this guy was a football player, this guy was an Olympic athlete, this guy was a basketball player, well, you know, this girl was a gymnast, this girl was a basketball or a soccer star, you know. They want people that have no idea of wrestling, and I can only think about this from a malicious point of view. Really, hey, we're gonna get the guy in who you know was an all-star basketball player, but he didn't make the NBA draft. You know, we're gonna he's gonna come in. We're gonna teach him the WWE style of wrestling, so he'll wrestle the way we tell him. But then, if he doesn't mind his p's and q's, if he doesn't you know do exactly what. The, the brass says if he starts getting disgruntled when we release him, none of the ind- those, those independent t-shirt companies, they won't want him because he can't wrestle. He can sports entertain. And I kind of feel like that's what they're doing right now.
1: As much as I love some of these guys and I want to support them and I want to purchase their merch, mm-hmm. I don't think I can send WWE my money anymore.
0: Absolutely not. I mean, I canceled Peacock. Yeah. Uh, several months ago, there's a couple of things on Peacock that I would like to watch, but WWE is part of it. I I don't want I don't want to pay for
1: it. Yeah. I. I don't know anymore. Like I, I just in WWE it's like everybody has to match the same style. Well, that's going to get boring very quickly. Mm-hmm. When I can tune into AEW, and especially in a couple months, if AEW manages to bring in Jonah or if they manage to bring in a Keith Lee yeah. or you know some of those guys, and Jonah's formerly, uh, formerly known as Bronson Reed. Reed. If they can bring in those guys, and I can see that clash of styles mm-hmm. of the big guy and the little guy, and then all of a sudden yeah. the big guy busts out this huge cruiserweight move. Yeah,
0: how dare a big guy do a moonsault?
1: what you know (laughs) you know
0: like like if if WWE I mean if AEW could get a couple of bigger guys I mean they've got Lance Archer uh
1: you know they've got Luchasaurus Miro I would put in that category well Miro's in that category and and Moxley even though Moxley doesn't wrestle as a big guy yeah he's a big dude
0: he's a pretty big dude like Um. You could have, if they had, like, two or three more big guys, right? Yeah. You could have, I mean, they got Paul White, haha, that's funny, but uh, you could have that big, those big meaty men slapping meat matches, right? Well, but then you could also tell the the Adam Cole's versus, because Adam Cole versus Keith Lee in NXT was amazing. Yeah. You could have that match, right, in AEW where there were no binders on anybody. Let them go nuts. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, let's let's let's
1: talk about, let me do terrible. just a, a small fantasy bookie, booking segment. Utilize, how AEW could utilize Paul White.
0: Paul White could be the guy
1: that they use currently to put other people over. Well, they could use him currently to put other people over. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. You have Paul go up to Luchasaurus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just start whispering in Luchasaurus' ear. Yeah he goes up to Lance Archer he starts whispering in Lance Archer's ear we haven't seen Jake for a while now um so lance and yeah. jake could you know yeah. and i honestly jake i think his his health is maybe declining a little bit could be um but you have paul start whispering in their ears and you bring in you know have him go up and start whispering in miro's ear mm-hmm. and suddenly um. you have paul white as a manager of this group of big guys and they're going to be like, we're not going to let these little midgets walk all over us.
0: That would be a really. And so you have your that would
1: be a compelling story. You have your big guys as heels, and you've got your guys like Hangman or any of these guys that have to get over, and you use the big guys to get your smaller guys over, while yeah. still also maintaining the strength of your big guys.
0: That would be compelling. You know, we made the comment about FTR uh, here a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if it was on air. We were just sitting around talking. But FTR had a really cool idea when they first came in with their whole, you know, their, their old school, just fist, no flips, you know, that kind of thing. We're going to use a tag rope. You're going to follow the tag team rules. If you wrestle us, you got to do that. Right. Um, I feel like that should have been something once they became the champions, they should have put that in place. Yeah. And then been like, all right, we're the champs. You want to fight for the belt? It's going to be fought with tag team rules. None of this, you know, random tags from anywhere on the on the floor, and you know all this kind of stuff. Or,
1: or as we saw this week, yeah, a tag in the middle of the the ring.
0: ring. (laughs) Um, You know, bring back that kind of stuff. Heck, I'd love to see him say, you know what? No top rope moves. Those are disqualifications if you do them because that's how it was back in the eighties. Yeah, Um, you know, Macho Man. Was one of the first ones. Him and Superfly uh, were one of the first ones that were able to do top rope moves, and it wasn't a disqualification. Um, stuff like that, that would be really cool. That would have been compelling. You could do the same thing, like you just said with Paul White. He gets he gets in the ear of all the bigger dudes on the AEW roster. They come out. Paul's in the in the ring, and have Lance Archer, Miro, Lucha you know, if Keith Lee shows, have Keith Lee show up, you know, even if it's just for like a one or two all yeah. type thing, you know, have these bigger guys show up, they block the ramp. And Paul White cuts a promo about how, you know, he came over here because it was supposed to be the land of opportunity. You know, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be, if you were a wrestler, you could come here and you could do your thing. But the only people that he keeps seeing get over People that are under six foot tall, you know. Granted, they're not, but you know. Yeah, well, he's seven foot. You know, there you go. Um, it's kayfabe. It's kayfabe. He's
1: cutting a heel promo here. I I love breaking kayfabe as much as the best guy, but when I'm watching television yeah. and I'm actually in the show, kayfabe is great. So so
0: he cuts that that promo, and you have the bucks, or you have you know those kind of people coming out, and they're like, nah, we're not, doing, you know, and they're trying to get to the ring to stop him, and there's this wall of meat in the way, yeah, that says. No, and they're, like, charging into them, and like we saw here a couple of weeks ago when Moxley and Kingston no-sold the uh, the crossbody, mm-hmm. you know, have them, they're running at Lance Archer. They're running at all these, and they're just bouncing off of them because dude's, like, seven foot tall. You yeah. Know?
1: You throw a couple of super kicks cause that's what everybody does now. Yeah. And the guys are just like, they just, is, they this?
0: catch the foot with one hand and just shove them back. You know,
1: they, you manage to get a kick and instead of them like walking back or falling yeah. back, they, they just, their head kind of turns
0: and they just look back and then at they him. just
1: snap and look back at them. Yeah. You know, a snap of the head back. It would
0: be, it would be great really television. Cool. It would be something different and something that was, it would be a tongue in cheek, you know, we see what you're doing there. Ha ha ha. But it would be cool. Yeah. It would be something that would be interesting to watch, right? They got to have some more big guys for that, though.
1: Yeah. Which is why they no, can bring, bring in, in a Jonah. They in can bring Jonah,
0: in... bring in Braun, bring in Keith. Yeah. Have the three of them come in... Even if you don't want to use your your guys that are already there, right? You don't yeah. want to use your your Lance Archer. He's doing his thing with Minoru Suzuki. You don't, Luchasaurus is with Jungle Boy. He's a, he'll always be a face, that kind of thing. I I I, just,
1: I I really think that Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy need to split I think for they a need to while. Split them, but, but that's you know, you know. It is
0: what it is. You could have Paul White bring those three guys in. Mark Henry joins them. You yeah. know, because Mark Henry's there. He's backstage. He's not a, a in ring, but have him join them. Yeah. You know, and it's just the the big men are taking over.
1: Yeah. And which you're gonna get a lot of people saying, Well, this is just WCW two Don't don't treat it as NWO. No. Don't this is you, you have your core group of guys, they're the only ones there. If one yeah. of them leaves, they, maybe they don't, you bring somebody else in. They don't but, need
0: to be in the main event. I don't need to no. see them fighting Kenny Omega every night. You know that kind no, of stuff. No,
1: this I need to see these guys putting over your jungle boys, yeah, your orange over, Cassidys.
0: Exactly. Jungle you know. Boy, Orange Cassidy, Dante Martin, uh you know, your those those quote-unquote mid-card basic wrestlers, right? Yeah. They could do a great job of putting them over.
1: It would be compelling story storytelling, and it would help elevate a lot of these guys, especially, you know, I, I, I threw out Jungle Boy. I threw out Orange Cassidy, but let's, let's talk about Dante Martin. Mm-hmm. Dude is crushing it every week.
0: Yeah. Huge and,
1: amount of talent. You know, if he gets out there and he can work with somebody like Big Show, who's been in the industry for thirty years, mm-hmm. that can show him, hey, this is how you work with a bigger guy. Yeah, you know, exactly. Bam, there you go. He hasn't
0: had a lot because I'm sure he hasn't had a lot of experience working with bigger dudes. Yeah, he's still really young and really new to wrestling, so you know he hasn't been through the the WWE system. He hasn't fought Drew McIntyre. He hasn't fought Big Show. He hasn't fought Roman. You yeah, know?
1: use the guys you have. I mean, we we left off our list of big men. We left off Dustin. Yeah. We left off... um, um, Billy Gunn. Yeah, thank you. I was like, "Uh, duh. (laughs) But yeah, we left off Billy Gunn. Those are big guys that I don't need to see them every week. Mm -mm. But you can use them better than they are to help put over some of your other people. For sure. For sure. So, um, let's talk about the big story from AEW this week and you alluded to it earlier. Yep. John Moxley. Yeah. Um, so on Wednesday, mm-hmm. it was announced fairly early in the day, yeah, that John Moxley had been pulled from the show and he has decided to enter some inpatient, meaning yes. he's staying there alcohol treatment. Yes. Um all I can really say about this is John, get the help you need. Yeah, get the help, get better. We, we support you take as much time as you need. Mm-hmm. Get better. We will be here will be waiting here. for you when you come back.
0: I'll also add, if anybody is out there listening to our voices right now, I know there aren't a lot of you, but just in case, if any of you are having these problems, you know you, you've got a demon on your back, alcohol, drugs, whatever the case may be, please reach out to somebody doesn't have to be us. You know, if you want to reach out to me, fine. If you want to reach out to Michael, fine. Absolutely. Um, Reach out to somebody. Reach out to a friend, a family member. uh, Therapy. You know, get help if you need it before it gets to the point where it's too late. Yeah. Right? So you got John Moxley. He's entered his alcohol rehab. In fact, CM Punk cut a promo Wednesday night about it. A fire promo. Yeah. You know, talking about how he he knows how hard it is. You know, punk straight edge, the reason punk is straight edge is because of alcohol abuse issues in his past. Yeah. Um you know, so he cuts that promo, he talks about it. The crowds, you know, chanting Moxley, you know, they're right there behind him, you know. John Moxley has thousands of people that are on his side.
1: Yeah. And you know, if john moxley doesn't feel like he's able to come back after this if maybe wrestling is what's driving him to do it because i mean we we look and see what happened to our idols from yeah. the 90s where the pain and the, the destruction of the body that they have if john cannot come back man you had a hell of a run yeah go spend time with your wife go spend time with your kid yeah exactly and you know we'll we'll be waiting for you to come back and if you can't we will get over it and we'll support you spending time with your family.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, now should we move on to something a little more good before we end the show? Yeah. The CM Punk and, um, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston. I had Kofi and I knew that wasn't right. (laughs) (laughs) The, the CM Punk, Eddie Kingston promo. From Rampage.
0: Like I said, best segment of wrestling on television, I think.
1: Oh, my God.
0: This is what you get when you have two people who are amazing on the mic. And they have bullet points. They don't have scripts.
1: And they can utilize their history. Yeah. Because Kingston's coming out. He's like He's talking about how he doesn't respect Punk. Because when he came into ROH... And the independents, he got made fun of. He got ostracized by guys like Punk, yep. like Joe. And the other, and I think they yeah. did name drop Dro- Joe did. in the in the promo uh, because he was fat. Which Kingston Joe fat, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. That being said, and then CM Punk's like, man, all I hear is you throwing blame on me for your issues. Exactly. The back and forth. And I think both of them have a point. Mm -hmm. But that makes compelling storytelling. That makes compelling television. And this match Mm -hmm. is going to be fire.
0: It's going to be good. And the thing is, like, Eddie's one of my favorites right now. Right? Absolutely. He's not exactly great in the ring. He's good. He's not great. CM Punk was never... Great in the ring. Yeah, CM Punk was always very good. He's good, but now he's rusty. Mm-hmm. But because of that promo, and because of what these two have wor- done to work up this match, this match can be an average match, and it will still be fantastic. Yeah, because of the the, the story that is going into it.
1: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I absolutely love that segment we were over at a friend's house yeah. Friday night and I pulled it up because I know what's happening. I looked at the yeah. time. And I said, Ooh, okay. and I, I pulled it up and was watching it on my laptop while mm-hmm. we were, you know, working on, on Jason's yeah. laptop. Yeah. And like that f- promo just was so good. Yeah. It ended with them brawling and it took basically the entire locker room coming out yeah. to break them up. Yeah. That's
0: how you do it. I did I do there is one other thing that I do want to mention on Rampage too. I want to I want to say something about Max Caster's rap. rap. Mm-hmm. There was a line in there. Most of it was kind of throwaway, but there was a line in there he's wrestling of course Brian Danielson. And he said he alludes to the WWE releases and says uh something about his father-in-law. So, as we know, Daniel Bryan is married to Brie Bella, Brie Bella's dad being John Laurinaitis, stepdad. stepfather. Yeah, stepdad, being John Laurinaitis. <laughs> so, um, I thought I that was part of me wants to say too soon. The other part of me wants to say eh, it was
1: a pretty good dig. I could see it going both ways, and in fact, in our our wrestling chat, there yeah. there are people on both sides of that issue. Uh, I don't like Max Caster. I don't like his raps. So, yeah. you know, just take that or leave it. Um, We have had so far in 2021, something like 71 releases. 71 releases, yep. From WWE. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely insane.
0: It really is. For a company that has quarter over quarter turned in its highest earnings ever.
1: And I, I saw something earlier, and and I don't have it in front of me right now, but apparently there's a lot more people who are on the cusp.
0: There There were some, yeah. I saw that. That,
1: that are, you know, there's a good chance that a lot of these guys, they could still have more releases and that is just absolutely insane to me.
0: It is. It really is.
1: I I understand we were going to have this regardless of what happened. Yeah, I mean because WWE when AEW announced that they were going to be a thing. Yeah, WWE, WWE, WWE started signing everybody. Yeah, they so, went into
0: this uh we're not going to let you have them. Yeah. Even though we're not going to do anything with them, we're not going to let you have them.
1: So this is something that was been it was going to happen one way or the other. But with the amount of talent and the talent that has been released, somebody with some money could go out there and start a whole other wrestling program. Like,
0: why didn't Elon? And instead of going to space, why didn't Elon Musk take some of his billions and uh, found a wrestling company? Right, get all these people that WWE just released, and because they could put on a very good, uh, a very good promotion <laughs> with yeah. with some of
1: these people. I mean, it is just insane, the number of releases.
0: We've also got the things going on, like uh, Gargano's contract, I think, is up Mm -hmm. in December. Kylo Riley's is up in December.
1: And these guys have got to be looking at AEW as a...
0: Kevin Steen's is up in January, I think.
1: Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Kevin Steen is Kevin Owens. Sammy? Sammy's I don't know when Sammy's is up.
0: I think I saw something somewhere that his has considerable time still left on it because of the injury that he had that got added to it. But I could see him being one of the ones that gets released sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah. They're not doing anything with him. We have Champa. Yeah. You know, we are living in a golden age of wrestling. Yeah. And maybe the reason that ROH has released their roster is maybe they're freeing up some cash to try to pick up some of these guys. Cause a lot of them made their name in ROH Yeah, could be, and come back in April a lot stronger than they were. And ROH could be the number two brand number. I'll, I'll give them number three because I think AEW is strong enough now to, they could fend off ROH. Yeah. ROH, if their owners Sinclair broadcasting company, one of the largest broadcasting right. companies in the United States decided, Hey, we want to be competitive in this spot. All they they have to do is say, Hey guys, on Tuesday nights from seven to nine, you are going to be showing ring of honor, whatever they decide to name.
0: The thing is Sinclair owns a ABC stations, NBC stations, CBS stations, Fox stations, like Sinclair owns across the gamut. Yeah. Network over the air. Yeah. Television channels, you know, they don't own ABC. They own WKLA, you know, Des Moines, ABC Connection, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah. right? They could easily slot in ROH on, like, they could say, like...
1: They probably couldn't do it in prime time. They probably couldn't do it in prime time. You know, I'm sure ABC, NBC, kind of CBS, but, all of them say, hey, you have to show our shows on the night that they air.
0: But, like, think about but, it this way. On Saturdays, most of the your local network channels from, like, Noon until three, four o'clock. Whenever the news comes on, that's just random stuff that they show. Yeah, you know, you could from noon to two on Saturday. ROH.
1: You could even do it Saturday evening. Yeah, you could, you could it put Saturday it. You could put, you could put it, it from on. seven to nine Saturday night.
0: Well, the problem there is you run into primetime type stuff. But you could do it from say three to five. Yeah. On Saturday afternoon, that leads into your world news. That leads into your primetime block.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I mean all they have to do is decide to. Yep. And it's possible that they could be looking at these opportunities of WWE releasing everybody and these contracts potentially coming available. And there you go. And let's not forget Charlotte Flair is probably on the fence. Like, yeah, yeah. WWE is stuck between a rock and a hard place with her of do you release her and you just let her go to AEW? But eventually WWE especially with uh Nick Khan in there as their CEO I think they also released their chief financial officer were,
0: Yeah she was their chief financial um, officer they also released a ton of VPs so uh, you know it as
1: well let's not forget it looks like Nick Khan is positioning WWE to sell
0: it really does and we've made that comment several times
1: and and, and you cannot convince me otherwise at this yep. point because some of these moves especially with AEW being out there. Mm
0: -hmm. Make no sense.
1: Make no sense. Unless their idea is, hey, let's bog AEW down in contracts and try to eat up all of their cash. And I think that that's doing a disservice to Tony Khan because he is a numbers guy. Yeah. Like Tony Khan, his company that, you know, falls under his dad's umbrella. Mm -hmm. But what he does with the sports stuff is numbers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: You know. Hooray wrestling. It's going to be interesting these next couple months to see what happens. We may end up transitioning to where we're not really watching WWE and we're talking more about Impact and AEW. It's possible. Uh, we'll still keep you up to date on WWE news and rumors. And, you know, for now, we're still watching. But
0: the time is quickly coming to where we may not be.
1: You know, I, to be perfectly honest, y'all, y'all heard my review of Raw where I went down the list. It was on my TV. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't watching it.
0: Yeah, which that used to be. And Raw, SmackDown, the WWE programming, it's kind of the same with me. That used to be, okay, at 7 o'clock on Monday night, I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm watching Raw. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing a video game at the same time. I'm not, you know, at most I'm getting up and going to the kitchen for a drink and some popcorn or chips or something like that. But yeah. I'm not making dinner. I'm not building miniatures. I'm watching Raw.
1: And that's not the case anymore.
0: Now it's just background noise. Unless I hear something that sounds cool, and then I'll turn and look at it and be like, oh, that was neat. Because I know that if it sounded cool, I'm going to get the replay of it like 14 times in the next five seconds anyway. Yeah. So,
1: um, With that being said, I think we're going to end up taking a hiatus next week.
0: Yeah, I don't think we'll be here next week. You know, we we went through like, two years of this podcast
1: where we didn't take we a didn't break miss a day. <laughs>
0: and then it seems like the last couple of months we, we've missed half a dozen days, but um,
1: you know, we, we are it is what it is. We are people too. And, yeah, and we ain't getting paid for this. So there yeah. you go. So we'll, we'll be back uh, following next week and we will fill you in on any big news that happens between now and then. Yeah. So with that being said, we'd like to say thank you to our friends here at McNarm gaming. Uh, Stop by here in Goshen, Mississippi. They've got, they've got dice. They've got D and D. They've got magic. If you can think of a game, they probably have it. And if they don't, they can certainly get it in for you. Yeah.
0: Uh, so hit them. Hit Big Dog Liquor also here in Goshen, Mississippi, uh, for all of your your imbibement needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whiskies, vodkas, tequilas, rums, gins, you wine. name it. Wine. Tons of wine. And they're always, the wine's always on sale. You know, your brand may not be on sale, but there will be one that's on sale. Absolutely. Uh, plus all the discounts, you know, case discounts and ordering discounts and senior discounts and military discounts and you name it, there it is.
1: Here a discount, there a discount, everywhere a discount.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And now that you've gotten your game, you've gotten your drink, and you're done listening to us, tune in to our friends over at Rogue's Cast Radio where they talk about all things nerdy and interesting.
0: Um, or you could also listen. Oh, I'll say or and yeah. you could also listen to "Silence Your Cellphone." Our buddies uh, Jarrett and Kevin talk about movies, binge-worthy television shows, all that kind of good stuff that you can find on your Netflix. So in theory, you could go to McNarb, mm-hmm. get your board game. Yeah, go to Big Dog, get your bottle of something good. Yeah, go home, turn on your Netflix, watch that show that "Silence Your Cellphone" told you about. And then if you have a problem with
1: the board game,
0: people at Rosecast may have talked about it. You can go listen to them. There you go. And that kind of cuts us out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yep. Until then. Cheers. Cheers.